Why, hello there, Stateside Madness. You're up late. Why are you so down? Are you mad at your boy because he didn't want to see the film tonight? Don't worry. Your boy Polly's here to make it all better. Oh, now, don't let them catch you crying. Remember, tomorrow's just another day. Think about the good times. There, that's the way to do it. Now, if you think there's something, go talk to that boy. Talk and talk until it's light. Give him the business and never ask twice. Aw, look at that face. You're love struck. Love is the best. Now, who's the sweetest girl in all the world? Polly, what are you doing? Uh, Sorry, my voice is killing me. Quit messing around. We've got a podcast to record. All right. Hi there, folks out there. I'd like you to meet Tommy McGuire's comrade. Hello, and welcome to the Stateside Madness Podcast, the one and only podcast of the official Madness American Fan Service. I'm Lori, along with my co-host Polly, here to bring you news, reviews, and deep dives into the nutty sound of the British pop band Madness. Hello, Stateside Madness. Welcome to another exciting episode of our podcast. This is Lori. And this is Polly. And what are we talking about today, Polly? Today it is sexy time for madness. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the more adult side of some of the madness songs. Um, yeah, some of them will be a little bit sexy and some of them will be dealing with more adult topics and adult themes. Polly and I have both kind of picked some songs that, uh, that we'd like to play and we'd like to discuss. Yeah, um, so we dug pretty hard to come up with uh, things that would fit this criteria. And the criteria is not necessarily that they're all sexy songs. It's that um, they're in that realm. So what we're actually going to do is we will talk a little bit about each song. We'll go down the list and following a quick listen by you folks of each of the songs, Laurie and I are going to vote on whether it's sexy time for madness or no sexy time for madness. So yeah, we'll kind of give our take on uh, the inherent sexiness of each song. All right. Yeah. So I think a lot of times when we talk about madness, you know, we're thinking the nutty sound, we're thinking, you know, more playful. And many of these songs are still very playful, but I think maybe we're not accustomed to thinking of them in this light of, you know, more mature subject matter. Uh, By the way, this episode probably is not recommended for your little ones. This is really kind of a PG-13 episode, just FYI. Do you think there's any kids that actually listen to us? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Does my husband count? Oh, wow. He's he's young comparatively, but he's a full-grown boy. That's yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I guess I'll start us off then. So Polly, you and I, we made lists separately and then we just kind of combined them into one big list. And so the first song on my list is one that we've discussed before. It was from their first album and it was also Mark Bedford's first songwriting effort. This is Mummy's Boy. Once went out with a London girl Dirty weekend in a hotel Broke it off when she got shirty She was twelve and he was thirty Right after that he was dead sore He wouldn't go out with girls no more From that day since he never has He wants to do something dirty
Okay, so the reason I chose this song, Polly, is uh, we've talked about this subject matter before in a few episodes. Um, the, the, she was 12 and he was 30. I mean, there's this very uncomfortable age dynamic, right? That um, nowadays, I don't think this song would fly. Yeah, uh, I'm going to straight up say right off the bat, it is no sexy time for madness. There's just nothing sexy about pedophilia. So, Okay, so we both agree on this one. Not sexy. Quick, let's move on to something else. So also off the One Step Beyond album uh, in 1979, it's a Lee Thompson composition. It's Razorblade Alley, and it was one of my selections. This was one of my selections too, Polly. This is a good one. Why did you pick this one? Well, because it's, uh, I guess you could say, one of the more uh, direct compositions lyrically about, about the act, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it, it, uh, while it never comes out directly, directly, directly and says it, you know, uh, there's uh, no escaping exactly what Lee's getting at. Yeah, I mean, it's implied that this is a young man's first sexual encounter with a prostitute. And uh, she said, I look mighty but thin. I'm going to give you a second helping. So apparently they did the deed more than once. You know, besides the subject matter, and I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, it came from a movie the idea a guy said he was pissing razor blades and it was because he had a sexually transmitted disease. But aside from the lyrical content, it actually is a very kind of sensual song. If you just listen to the melody and the rhythm with that piano and the bass, I mean, it's got like a good kind of, you know, sexy vibe to it. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, for the reasons you just stated, uh, but there's there's a bit to unpack there. So in one respect, I think you could say that the the female character in the story has a great deal of the sexiness going on, but the young man. So uh, generally speaking, I don't feel first times are particularly sexy, at least so uh, so far as maybe a young man would go. I don't know. I heard that from a friend. Yeah, so, you know, to me, it's a mixed thing. Because I don't think you can say that the entirety of the song has, like, the full sexiness appeal to it. I'm going to have to vote no sexy time for madness on that one. Oh, see, I disagree. I'm going to vote sexy time for madness. I, I, it, it, like I said, it's very sensual piano and bass. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. So we don't agree on this one. Okay. Send in your letters, people. Send them to Polly. <laughs> All right. Well, the next song I picked, and of course, Polly, you're going to laugh at me for picking this, but I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old boy, and I love a good double entendre. So I picked Tarzan's Nuts. Save it for tonight, night, night, night. 
yeah, I picked it primarily for the name, you know, the, the double meaning there. Are they saying that Tarzan is nuts or are they referencing a part of his anatomy? Hmm. But uh, I don't think anybody could make the argument that this song is sexy. Do you want to disagree with me on this? I, I won't disagree with you on that, Lori. I'm going to vote no sexy time for madness on that one. Um, a good, a, a noble effort on your part, but but no. Fair enough. All right. And up next, we've got In the Middle of the Night. It's a Chrissy Boy and Suggs composition. Let's take a listen. So what are you thinking about in the middle of the night? No, the song, don't tell me what you're thinking about in the middle of the night. Tell me what you think about the song in the middle oh, of the night. That kind of changes things, doesn't it? Um, well, you know, as I just said previously, I love a good double entendre, and this song is full of them. Uh, we have um, filling underwear with dread. We have gives your hosiery a fright. We have a lot of uh anthropomorphism yeah underwear and hosiery can't actually be frightened but uh yeah you know we we've got a a serial underwear thief nice man george stalking the neighborhood now of course if you read anything about you know criminalistics or the fbi or anything they'll tell you that that's a warning sign that uh george is going to eventually escalate to sex crimes so might be a little ominous in that respect but uh mm. why did we both picked this one so why did you pick it uh mostly because i was really scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to come up with songs this was my idea um but uh i i think we've got to give george the benefit of the doubt he may for all we know he will he might max out at being an underwear thief yeah, you know. All right. Well, so what do we say? Sexy or not sexy? I want to. I want you to say first. Well, definitely not sexy. Really? Yeah, definitely not sexy. I'm gonna operate off the premise that we've got more than a few underwear thieves that listen to the podcast, so I'm gonna try to placate them. Um, I, aside from a token amount of money that said articles of lingerie are worth, um, I think George is committing mostly a harmless crime. And since uh, in doing the crime, he is somewhat satiated. I'm going to give a reluctant, but I'm going to say it's a yes, sexy time for madness. Okay. Well, so at the end of, in the middle of the night, George makes his escape, right? He's selling the newspapers. He gets the morning edition early, sees his face on the front page. So he makes his escape. So then the next song is the continuation of the Nice Man George saga. That's Close Escape, which is off their second album, Absolutely. Let's listen.
so we talked about escalation, right? Well, George has had to find a new hobby, I guess, for lack of a better word. And so he's taken to obscene phone calls. Uh, he's calling women and asking them questions about their panties. What do you think of Close Escape? Okay, so now I'm going to operate on a new premise that um, even in 1980, lewd phone calls are not a cool thing. So I'm going to go ahead. It's not a very difficult stance to take. I'm not really putting myself out there. I'm going to say no sexy time for madness. Are you sure that's not just because he's calling someone named Miss Collins? I don't know. Could have been calling okay. my mom. Okay. All right. Now I'll agree with you. Not sexy. Yeah. Very, very little need for debate there, thankfully. Okay. But it's still a good jam though. I love the saxophone on this one. This is a really good one to kind of play in the background when I'm trying to get work done. Just for the vibe of the song. All right. Let's move on to 1980, another Tomo composition, this time Tomo in Barson. It's Embarrassment. So, got any thoughts on embarrassment? Well, this was on my list. I noticed it wasn't on yours. Um, the reason I picked it was because of the adult themes. It's not really evident to the listener unless you know the story. And I know we've talked about this in a few episodes, but Lee wrote this song when his sister became pregnant. Um, she was an unwed mother. Uh, she was pregnant by a, a Black man, and interracial relationships were mostly frowned on in Britain in the 80s, early 80s anyway. And uh, the song is about her family's reaction. And uh, a few weeks ago, we had posted a video. One of our podcast listeners had shared with us, and I thought this was a really cool video. It's actually an interview with Lee's niece, Haley Richards. And she talks about being the subject of this song. She says, my mom was that embarrassment. And it's really kind of a neat, um, a neat interview. So we've posted that a few weeks ago on the Stateside Madness Facebook page and also the Stateside Madness on Twitter. So um, go back and take a look at that video. It's really kind of cool. So that's why I chose this song, Polly, because I think um, unplanned pregnancy and interracial relationships are a little bit more on the adult side as far as topics are concerned. What do you think? Yeah, well, uh, certainly it's in that realm of, you know, adult um, themed. But, uh, you know, it's, of course, it all takes place uh, well after the sexy time. So, you know, it's really dealing with the aftermath of, uh, uh, you know, family conflict and stuff like that. So, I don't know, not a lot sexy going on there. So, so far as what's contained in the song, I'm going to give it a hearty, no sexy time for madness. Okay, I'd have to agree with you there. It's not, not very sexy. So, that I'm very curious to hear what you're going to hear about the next song. This was another one that was on my list. Now, we have never played this on our podcast before. Uh, this is a song from the album Seven. It's called Benny Bullfrog by Lee and Chris. So there I am, polished off, wrote it for Papa, looked at Palmer, what is back to reimburse? I'm getting to re rehearse. Many moons spent on love lines lent from long lived Paul Boy, fat neck, Betty Bullfuck. Find a run through, polish up, the flower of love is my buttercup. Moon in June for you all crew, just like Paul Boy, fat 
All right. So Polly, thoughts on Benny Bullfrog? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a horned up bullfrog, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's all attitude. So it could be somebody's thing, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it a no sexy time for madness. Okay. So yeah, I chose this because of some of the lyrics um, and it is really kind of a goofy, whimsical song, but uh, my wad is packed to reimburse. Final run through polish up the flower of love, my buttercup. You're, but you're not hungry. I knew if Sixth Sense gave me a clue, I know what else we could do. Yeah, so this is a, a very horny bullfrog. Um, no, I definitely think it's not sexy. As a matter of fact, I think the song is downright disgusting with some of the sound effects, but <laughs> I had to include it. So yeah, not sexy for me. Also from 1981, we've got Pack-A-Mac. It is a Thompson and Barson composition. Let's take a listen. <laughs> What are your thoughts on Pack-A-Mac? Well, this was another one that was on my list. Uh, again, because of some of the adult themes. Ostensibly, it's about a raincoat, but it's really about a condom. I wear my cap with pride when swaying side to side. Inside a rubber wall yelling, screams echo off the ceiling. Uh, my love could penetrate, so I'll leave you now prostrate. It's a very innocent sounding song at first until you really listen to those lyrics. And then we're talking about uh, odors wafting about and, uh, hey. you know, that, that line is in the, it's in the song. So uh, what did you think of Pack-A-Mac? Oh boy. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's as though they sat in a room and just jotted everything down they could think of real quick. It's not one of my favorite uh, Madness songs anyways. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, not that much of a fan. Um, it's a bit too, too blunt. Uh, you know, it's not contextualized at all. So I'm going to give it a no sexy time for Madness. Okay, I'll agree with you on that. No sexy time for Madness. Then, moving on, speaking of rubbers, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for our, our listeners not in America, that's what we call condoms over here. We call them rubbers. <laughs> do, I, do I have time to, to tell, tell a little story from high school? Holy shit, yes, you do. All right, well, no, it's just about, about the colloquialism, right? the use of the word rubber. Um, we had an exchange student from Spain very lovely, lovely little girl. And uh, during a test, she turned to the student next to her. She wanted to borrow a pencil eraser. And she said, do you have a rubber? And poor girl, the entire class busted out laughing. She had absolutely no idea what she had said. And uh, she turned like all different shades of red, the poor dear. Uh, but it was definitely a, an immersive English lesson for her that day what what you got what you no, got I got nothing I okay. got nothing I was all just, right so was waiting for you all right so I know we've talked about this song a lot on this podcast before it's about a 16 year old boy who wants to purchase a condom at the drugstore but he's too embarrassed to actually say what he means this is house of fun good morning 
know that anybody could argue that the song house of fun is sexy so right away i'm going to say that it's a no vote for me but i i do want to make sure everybody understands why i chose it box of balloons with the feather light touch pack of party poppers that pop in the night and the lady behind the counter is just like this is a drugstore this is not the house of fun right so you can just kind of feel the embarrassment for this poor kid and i think that probably most of us experience that at some point in time. Polly, what do you think of House of Fun? <laughs> so there's nothing sexy about buying condoms. In fact, it is uh, just as portrayed in the song. It's fucking terrifying. So yeah, it's a no sexy time for madness on that one. All right, next up then, off the Danger Man sessions. It's a Lord Melody and Lancelot Pinard composition. It is shame and scandal. So Shame and Scandal was one of the easier ones for me to decide on. Uh, uh, came, came to mind uh, when thinking about sexy madness songs. So what are your thoughts on Shame and Scandal? Well, I want to hear more about you. I want to hear more about why it was one of the first ones that came to mind for you. And then I'll tell you. So I'll show you mine if you'll show me yours. Sure. Wow. Holy crap. Um, so there's uh, a lot of lot of uh, sex going around in that song. Uh, every uh, every verse is precipitated by um, a former dalliance and why this young man can't be um, uh, betrothed to his his woman of choice. So either it's the father fucking around or it's the mom or it's something like that. There's a whole whole lot of something going on there what about you Lori? well yeah everything you said i actually was thinking more of the video when i chose it so um the video it's a lot of dirty dancing going on it uh, i think it must have come out after dirty dancing havana nights because that really is what that video seems inspired by um the song itself whether or not the song is sexy i don't know but the video really is is sexy so uh, yes, sexy time for me. How about you? Oh, yeah, it's definitely sexy. So I'm going to put, I, I would even say it's the first real sexy madness song, even if they didn't write it. So it's a big sexy time for madness for me. All right. Well, we had two songs off the Danger Men sessions in our list, both of us, right? We both listed uh, Shame and Scandal. And you and I both listed this next one. Uh, it is a cover of the Ray Davies Kinks classic, Lola. I'm not dumb, but I can't understand why she walks like a woman and talks like a man. Lola. Hello, hello, Lola. La, 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 Lola. We drank champagne and danced all So Polly, why did you think Lola is sexy time for madness? Well, for, for a bunch of reasons. 
Uh, one is you seriously didn't think I'd let an episode go by without a chance to at least involve the kinks in it. So, uh, you know, uh, it's a fantastic song. Great cover by Madness. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's an awful lot of sexy going on there. There's a young, naive man goes out into the world. And the first thing that happens is he gets smitten by this woman it's a night out on the town and he falls head over heels right off the bat with somebody and it's very sexual very sensual um there is uh when she squeezed me tight she nearly broke my back um you know awful lot of stuff it's it's a very sexy song okay i liked it because i just love the idea of sugs crushing on a dude and I mean, because that's lola right at the very end you know i'm a man and so is lola right and that he's alluding to it the entire song but uh that's kind of hot i i, I kind of dig the idea of suggs crushing on a dude i like the i like gender bending stuff i like stuff that's unexpected like that i mean i i, I know the song was very controversial when um when the kinks recorded it but it really takes on another dimension to me to hear Sugg sing it. There's still something just delightful about him crushing on a guy that I, I, I dig. So I'd say it's sexy, sexy for me. No? Yeah, no, I think it's very sexy. I mean, it's 2021. Even, you know, back in the seventies, when the song came out, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's meaningful to a lot of people in that situation. And, you know, it's, it's very storied, uh, the origin of that song uh, is attributed to a lot of people, Ray Davies himself, um, Robert Wace, uh, the Kinks manager, you know, everybody seems to uh, be tagged as the inspiration for that song. Really? And Ray Davies has never said one way or the other, has he? He's been very coy about it. He's intent on people thinking it could have been him, but I think by all accounts, I think they really are referring to Robert Waste, but who knows? Doesn't matter. All right, interesting discussion. So yeah, we both agree, sexy time for madness. We both voted yes. What's next? Next is from 2009. It's a Russell Hardy and Ian Dury composition. It's the Rodette song. So, Lori, what are your thoughts on the Rodette song? So, as our, um, as many of our fans will know, uh, it's a cover of a song by Kilburn and the High Rose, which was Ian Dury's first band. As far as I know, this is the only Madness song where Suggs is using the words ass and bitch. And it is about having sex with a groupie shaking on her shoulder shaking on her ass ain't no doubt about it she's a gamely lass jerking with her elbow clever with her knee so uh yeah i mean this is probably the least subtle of all of the songs that we are going to talk about today polly what do you think of the rodette song so uh i'm not as familiar with the madness um version i kind of forgot about it but uh, I think really the Kilburn and the High Roads song is, uh, I, I'm, I'm taking a bit of a leap here, but I think it's a, it's a bit of um, 
an homage to the Rolling Stones Brown Sugar. And if it's not an homage to that, it's definitely, I think, an homage to the Rolling Stones uh, Sticky Fingers period, um, which is like my favorite Stones period. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I don't tend to be a fan of things that are too overt. Um, but uh, this song really nails it, you know. Uh, there's rare circumstances where you can be that upfront, be uh, borderline vulgar, and I think it really works. And this is definitely um, a case where I think a song like this works. So I'm going to give it a big sexy time for madness. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. I'm going to vote yes as well. And Ian Dury was really known for pushing the gauntlet and for for these kind of controversial songs that make people uncomfortable like that. So, so yeah. And, and as we explored in a previous episode, Ian Dury was a huge influence on our boys. So it's no surprise that they would do a cover. A little bit surprising, I think, that they would choose this one. So um, now this was actually the B side of a single and the A side was Dust Devil. We've talked about this one before, but let's listen to it again. This is one of my favorites. This is Dust Devil. Before you tell us what you think of Dust Devil, you and I had a discussion about this during our Liberty of Norton Folgate episode, and I just want to play a little snippet of what you said in that episode. All right. Do you remember? Okay. Do you remember? I think I do. Okay. So this might be the first instance of a um, madness song being named after a vibrator. You, but, you think so? Really? Why? You think there's other ones that were named after a vibrator, or you? No, no, no. I think I, I think of I I just I don't get the under the pillow thing. I really think of a vibrator as like a nightstand thing. I mean, who would seriously keep a vibrator under their pillow? I mean, that could go really wrong. You could turn it on accidentally and have like nightmares about bees and stuff like that. I know a lot of people who keep their vibrators under, under the pillow. pillow? Really? Yeah. So, Polly, do you remember that discussion? <laughs> I, re I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was uh, I was a little too wrapped up in the, the practicality or, or lack of, of storing a vibrator under your pillow. But I still suggest it's a bad idea. Um, it's what nightstands are for. Or if you're hiding it, maybe between your mattress and the box spring. But uh, yeah, so Dust Devil, again, is uh, it's about a battery-powered tool for her pleasure. I absolutely adore this song. It's one of my top madness songs of all time. It always puts me in a good mood. So I'm going to have to say it is sexy time for madness for me. How about you? I'm going to say yes to it being a sexy time for madness. Um, even if it wasn't uh, the lyrical um, thematics of it, uh, I'd say uh, the soundscape kind of uh, alludes to that. And um, when you bought Norton Fulgate, if you downloaded the, uh, the Ashley Beetle Warbox remix, um, even more so, a great deal uh, sexier version than the album track. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a big sexy time for madness. You chose another song off that album too. And I was actually surprised by this one. This one wasn't even on my radar. What was the next song that you chose? 
Uh, the next song would have been That Close. So what are your thoughts about That Close? Uh, that Close being a Suggs and Chrissy Boy composition. It's a beautiful song. I absolutely love it. I'm stumbling over myself trying to figure out what about this would be sexy time. So I'm waiting for you to explain to me. Uh, you know, I, I might have been grasping at straws again here, you know. But there's a bit of the, uh, you know, the ready for love. We were so close. It was scary. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, that close getting it right. Crashing and burning. You know, I'll admit it was a bit of a stretch for me to um, uh, come up with this one as a selection. But, you know, there's, there's a bit in there. No one else could see. It was all a hazy dream. Blah, 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 blah. Certainly does not have a lyric in there that would suggest there was um, anything other than just intimacy going on. But, you know, we, 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 we had some time to feel like I, I chose that close. <laughs> All right. So what do you say? Sexy time for madness? Yes or no? Yeah, no. No sexy time for madness. Okay. I agree with you on that one. It's a no from me. The next song is arguably one of the sexiest songs by Madness. Uh, it was written by Woody and his brother and very good friend of the podcast, Nick Woodgate. This is Kitchen Floor. bathroom door You know what I'm living for Cause I've got you Do it on the kitchen floor Hanging on the bathroom door Cause you know what I'm living for Cause I've got you Sometimes you'll feel so low You know that you're losing your mind Holly, what do you think of the kitchen floor? All right. So what do I think of it? Uh, yeah, the, the science, uh, the science bears it out. You really can do it on the kitchen floor. You really can do it hanging on the bedroom door. Um, yeah, it's, it's the most, uh, yeah, it's the most sexy time for madness song that's ever been. Oh, I agree with you. Very, very sexy and very, very naughty. I think the first time I heard it, I think I was actually blushing a little bit just because I wasn't expecting it from madness. So yeah, sexy time, definitely. You know, you know what else gets a sexy time from madness? What? Nick Woodgate for writing All that right. song. All right. Shout with out Woody. to our pal Nick. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. All right. Polly oh. thinks you're sexy. <laughs> you sure why not like again it's 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 2021 um so uh also another Suggs and Chrissy Boy composition and also off of we oui, we oui, cc yeah yeah da da it's la luna I remember from the moment I was born From Battersea to Birmingham Memories forlorn Just faint wafts of nostalgia Blowing gently on the breeze 
thoughts on la luna well it's a it's a good song uh sexy i don't know i mean it's no bolero uh, why did you pick it because i noticed it was on your list it was not on mine well i don't know it's the boys branching out into a sort of quasi you know uh romance language themed sort of song so i was just kind of thinking you know that's that's the boys doing their muy caliente. So that's why I came up with it. All right. So how are you voting? Sexy time for madness? Yes or no? You know what? I, I'm going to make an argument for this. If you were if you were there and you're on the couch and you're having drinks and you put La Luna on, it's it's totally going to be sexy time for mad. Well, it's going to be totally sexy time for somebody. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make the controversial claim that, yes, this is a sexy time for Madness song. All right, I've got to vote no. I'm sorry. It is not sexy for me. Oh, Lori. Yeah, sorry. All right, so the next song you and I both had on our list, this is from their most recent album, Can't Touch Us Now. It was written by Suggs, Mr. Apples. Let's listen. Man, woe betide you if you wander from God's plan. Square shouldered, straight as a die. The righteous truth will never tell you no lies. But when that old sun go down, he's heading off up the wrong side of town. Eyes sparkle in the red light glow. Trouser pockets, he's ready to. All right. So as I mentioned, we both chose this one. Polly, why did you think Mr. Apples is sexy time for madness? Well, you know, just because, uh, you know, not because it's a guy, you know, keeping his secret from society. It's just a guy. He's got his thing, you know. He's out there in the red light district. He's uh, he's uh, satiating his needs. It's, uh, you know. It's a thing. Okay. What about you? I was thinking more of the video. Again, this is another one where the video is, ooh, wow. So we've got Lee in all kinds of compromising situations, let's just say. And it's a lot more direct than any of the other Madness videos in terms of its, its content and its meaning. So I chose this one specifically thinking of the video, not so much the song itself. The song, I would argue, Calm Down, Mr. Apples. I mean, unless that's your name for your junk, I don't think that that's really going to be very sexy. I don't know. what. How about you? What do you think? Sexy time or no? Well, you know, if they would have called it Mr. Eggplant, it would have been more sexy time than Mr. Apples. But no, I'm going to make a case for it. The poor, the poor guy's got his thing. But he, here he is, a pillar of the community um and he's kind of got to go underground you know to kind of get his deal done i feel bad for mr apples i don't so i'm gonna give it a what i don't feel bad for him i don't because it's a situation that he's created the whole idea is the hypocrisy the idea that he says one thing and does another that he condemns somebody else's behavior that he is guilty of himself well maybe i just find hypocrisy sexy Okay, and on that on that note, <laughs> um, I do have to throw one honorable mention in here, Polly, not for a song, but for a part of a song. That part in The Liberty of Norton Folgate, where Carl is speaking in uh, Welsh. 
I got I I got it. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, oh, it's sexy. You are smitten like a kitten. You, yeah, I know. It's I know the how voice. You feel about it's, Carl. It's, yeah, it is. it's the voice. It, it's the voice. I don't think if I met him in person, it's not like I would like be falling all over him or anything. But there's just something about that voice. It's like, you know, uh, like like i guess barry white is for some women right yeah no yeah. i no i get it i, I would never take that away from yeah. a man He's so a sexy man so uh if we had to give a an award for sexiest voice i would definitely vote for carl well i'd vote for me at the beginning of the episode but whatever you you, you do you <laughs> all right so um that i guess is our list we both uh, put together our list of songs, Sexy Time for Madness. So the ones that we agreed on, Polly, we both agreed Kitchen Floor is absolutely the sexiest of the Madness songs. We also agreed on Dust Devil, The Rodette Song, Lola, and Shame and Scandal. So it's interesting that pre-2005, there was nothing that you and I really agreed on. Yeah, well, we'd agreed on quite a few things not being sexy, but yeah, uh, yeah you know, I mean, that's that's really not our boys' um, forte. It's a little off-brand for them, you know. There's plenty of people doing the sexy, sexy music out there. Our boys don't need to do that all the time, anyways. Yeah. Before we go stateside, Madness, we've got a special treat for you. Now, our brothers and sisters from other mothers and misters, the good folks across the pond at MIS, they sent us along a demo version of the song O. Oh. Now, you might remember the song O, oh, O H, from The Madness. Now, in this demo version, Chaz, who wrote the lyrics, really upped his game and really, really brought the sexy time to a madness song, or in this case, a the madness song. Now, do take a listen without blushing if you can. This is really the high watermark of sexy time for madness. I think you'll notice a distinct difference between, uh, you know, the level of naughtiness we might have been talking about in this episode and this demo version here. Take a listen, enjoy, and again, thanks to our friends at MIS. ahead in two weeks two weeks from the date that this episode is being released is christmas that it is and we're taking it off kind of kind of sort of so we're going to put together rather than a traditional uh episode with you and me talking for an hour um we're going to put together a christmas playlist and i've already started working on mine i think you started working on yours too uh, that I have. I've been hard at work on it. So we're just going to be quite a bit of time. So when you have your in-laws and your extended family over and you want to annoy the hell out of them, play our Christmas playlist. But I think we should make one promise, not just to our listeners, but to each other, Polly. This is going to be a Mariah Carey free zone. Yeah, oh yeah, you won't you won't catch me sneaking Mariah Carey on that list. Okay, I mean, if you're a fan of Mariah, that's great. You know, more power to you. I don't have anything against her. I just can't deal with all I want for Christmas is you anymore. I just can't. So it will be a Mariah Carey free Christmas on Stateside Madness. That it will. And uh, so far as that goes, if you name all the big five Christmas songs, those won't appear on there either. 
so you'll want to tune in for that in two weeks. So our closing song today, uh, some of our listeners might already know this band. There are two gents in the UK who call themselves the Bed and Breakfast Men. Their website says they are probably the best ukulele-based clothes harmony madness tribute duo. And I'm inclined to agree. Um, so I reached out to them and they gave us permission to play one of their songs. Their website is bbm, as in maryis.com. That's for uh, Bed and Breakfast Men Information Service and bbmis.com. So this is going to be their cover of Dust Devil. All right, so we'll see you back in two weeks for our Christmas playlist. It's a goodbye from me. And that's a goodbye for me. Go get a beer, you sexy stateside madness. One, two, three, four.